Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video itself. I'm here a day late with Pratt Rogers. Um, he is going to talk a little bit about Ole Miss recruiting, I think. Some big weekend visits coming up this weekend. What's up, Steven? How are you, man? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, look, last time we uh, hopped on the pod, we were talking about how much traction Ole Miss has had on the recruiting scene lately with the amount of visits that we've had. And since our last call, I feel that um, it's even been more fruitful in, uh, uh, in the way of a few big-name players. I think we may have mentioned last time that uh, – We've got a few really high-end blue-chip prospects coming to Oxford, and uh, that's uh, seemingly the case over the next week or so. And I think – I don't know if you and I have had time to discuss Jamonta Waller, uh, who's uh, kind of an edge at Picayune. Uh, they may move him to linebacker uh, in college, but he, uh, he's been on campus and – you know, there's been reports by Ben Garrett and other people that Ole Miss is kind of leading the charge for him recently, which has been really encouraging. He's the number one player in the state, and I think it's uh, maybe Rivals has him ranked as the a top 22 player in the entire country. I think it's so 247. It, or 247, you're right. Yeah. It is 247. Um, as in, is a top 22 player in the country, so – it's extremely encouraging. I just I feel like every time we get on this podcast, we talk more and more about um, the level of uh, high-end recruiting that Kiffin's been able to get done. Yeah, seriously. And and it's pretty cool because we talk about Cam Franklin a lot. We talk about Jamonte Waller a little bit because they're, they're, those are the two five-stars in Mississippi. But there's some other visitors that are coming up. Um, like Brady Priestcorn, who is the brother of Caden Priestcorn, who yeah. is who is a Michigan kid, and you know, I like this kid. I think this kid has all the talent in the world. But if Michigan offers this kid, this kid's going to Michigan. Well, I think he's. I think it's from what I've read online and all that. I feel like it's almost a little bit of a done deal. But yeah. having his brother on campus, you gotta yeah. at least uh, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Great analogy. Mm. And Caden's uh, uh, done so well uh, in spring practice. I feel like everybody has had a glowing report of how he's pushed trig, how he's quote unquote got an NFL body, how he's quote unquote making plays left and right uh, in practice. That's got to be encouraging for a guy like his younger brother, Brady, to come, um, you know, come to come visit Oxford and, um, and want to be a part of something special. Yeah, and if you look at the Michigan thing, I think Eric All has transferred to Iowa, so there might be a little bit of a depth concern at tight end in Michigan. But he might be a guy, Brady Priestcorn, because he's more of an Evan Ingram type tight end. He's not a Caden Priestcorn type For tight sure. end. Um, so maybe hand off the ground, that's going to change what people are willing to do offer-wise with him. Should be interesting. This next player, though, Antonio Cromartie Jr., I feel old, um, is visiting yeah. campus this weekend. Well, to be honest, Stephen, I, I, I pinged you on that, and hmm. I don't know a ton about Antonio Cromartie Jr., but it is exciting that he's coming to Oxford if it's hmm. just his name alone 
that carries weight. Obviously, he's a highly touted recruit, but uh, his name alone is what I kind of deem as the Kiffin factor. I mean, if do we do we have that a conversation with a guy like that? You know, with a separate head coach, I just don't think so. No. It's interesting. I do not know much about Antonio Cromartie Jr. as well, but we'll see exactly what he does. The next player is Cam Beavers from Bay Springs, which we do know a lot about him. Um, Defensive lineman, they really, really want him. They're trying to get him on campus. It looks like he's circling back to visit this weekend. Appears to be good news at the moment. I think so, too. I think a lot of people kind of got freaked out, Stephen, because uh, it was either last week or two weeks ago he – kind of had a ride fall through and just says, I'm not going to be able to make it. Gives kind of a vague explanation of why he's not going to be in town. Everybody, of course, hits the panic button. He doesn't want to be here at Oxford. He doesn't want to come visit. Turns out something actually happened and he just really couldn't make the visit and that he's very, you know, high on Ole Miss. He's going to be in town. But my goodness, I watched some of his huddle film recently. The guy is just huge. I mean, he's a behemoth. (laughs) I mean, and not only is he just such a space eater, I mean, he is, he has a high motor. I mean, I sit there and I'm like, the guy doesn't, got doesn't run out of steam. I mean, what is he, 320 pounds or something like that? I mean, 300 pounds. And you sit there and you're like, how does he keep going? How does he have the endurance and stamina to, to have such a high motor? But man, he, it, it was that was kind of what popped off the page to me in a quick five minute video. But I sit there and say, you know, that what a level of excitement for, uh, for the in-state recruiting. Yeah. And just weird fact that doesn't really mean anything. Just something I'll bring up. My brother-in-law's brother, the mayor of Bay Springs. There we go. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. maybe we've got a plug then for Yeah, seriously. That. Maybe I have an end. Um, now, we talked about people that were going to visit. Let's talk a little bit about two schools in particular. Um, Arkansas has Marcus Woodson. Marcus Woodson is going to recruit Mississippi well. Marcus Woodson has always recruited Mississippi well, and he is doing just that with the Razorbacks at the moment. Steven, that's kind of – yeah, we, we sat there and went back and forth, and I was saying I just feel like – Right now, Arkansas has got a lot of momentum, and uh, that kind of pivots into our, maybe our next topic. Where is Mississippi State right now? I mean, is Arkansas becoming that team that we're going to go head-to-head with, you know, on some of these in-state recruits? Obviously, we're always going to, you know, try to chase the Bamas and the Georgias of the world. But, I mean, is Arkansas starting to become a, a, a real uh, – high-end threat for uh, for a lot of these Mississippi kids that maybe Kiffin hadn't always focused on. And I'll flip that back to you and let you answer that too. But, I mean, it's kind of been a level of concern, I feel like. And I sit there and say, it's, it's just weird. There's no Mississippi State and a lot of Arkansas right now. Maybe it's coincidental, but it's just definitely a note that I've, I've seen over the last few months of recruiting for sure. Yeah, I think this is the Marcus Woodson effect more than anything else. And I think that Mississippi State, uh, how do I do this without sounding like I'm talking noise at them? Um, Mississippi State is that person that has a lot lot of social tips, a lot of bad self-image. So 
they're going to find kids that are a little bit below the top of the level because they don't think they can get them. It's just a self-image thing. They only play bluster to Ole Miss fans for whatever reason, but it doesn't really show on the field. But those middle kids, they're going to find two or three prospects that are going to turn out. They're going to dig their heels in, and by the time we get to signing day, those three players, it'll be a traditional Egg Bowl-type fight. Um, I could see somebody like, let's see, just just joking like, um, was it Tristan Jernigan from Tupelo? Sure. sure. I, I, you know, he he gave out a top five that neither school was on it, but at the end it could be a very much an Ole Miss-Mississippi State deal. And also I think well, State's co- um, collective, not strong at the moment. I, I would not doubt that, but I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here reading reports. Uh, I think again, this may have been an on three report from Ben Garrett or somebody like that, or maybe been rivals. I, I forget, but the Camarian Franklin has already come out and said, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm basically not going to going to state, you know, and how does a, how do you not get in front of an in-state guy like that? Uh, I think it's a self-image thing. They just, from the beginning, chalked it up to where, well, we can't get that kid. Well, you, you may not, but uh-huh. you're dead. That's They're kind not. of kind of my mentality in life. You you, you got to wait for somebody to say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they say no, you're in the exact same position you were before. Yep. A hundred percent agree. It, it, uh, it doesn't hurt you at all. The only thing that it can hurt on there is your pride. And honestly, Mississippi State people, they consistently tell people all the time and tell themselves that they are as good or better than Ole Miss. So maybe it is a pride thing. Maybe they don't want to be that school that gets turned down by a five-star. I can't, I can't answer that, but all hmm. I know is, is the guys that we continue to talk about, we're excited about, I'm just not hearing a word about Mississippi State. And not a I sit bit. there and say, and that may be, you know, a, a new coach that may be, but we've mentioned before on the show, Zach Arnett has been in, at Mississippi State for a long time. He knows the game. He knows what it takes to recruit in the Southeastern Conference. He knows what Mississippi State is and what Mississippi means to Miss, Mississippi recruit, Mississippi State means to Mississippi recruits. So you sit there and say, like, of course you want to give first-year head coach kind of more of a, uh, a longer leash, but I just – that has kind of been the one thing that has stood out to me in a lot of reading and a lot of reports of, man, where, where is state? I mean, I don't, I'm I'm not feeling them in the transfer portal either, which is probably another subject of discussion. And I want this to, to everybody to know this. I'm not trying to make this a bash on Mississippi state campaign. This is a locked on Ole Miss podcast, but in the spirit of recruiting, that's just kind of what I'm feeling right now, Steven. And, and um, I, just like I put in there, I'm kind of missing those Egg Bowl recruiting matchups. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. I love it. My brother yeah. went to Mississippi State. My best friends went to Mississippi State. Uh, I, I love it. So, I mean, that's kind of what, what makes the rivalry fun is when you're chasing the same guys. Was it Robert Elliott? I, I think that was the guy, the running back from South Mississippi that – like the Mississippi state people were just fighting people off. So they would not discover this thing. And they had like closed off away from Ole Miss to keep him away from Ole Miss and all the way it's, it's, it is absolutely lunacy. What happens there? Chris Jones, the same thing. They're, they're 
media apparatus basically put a, put a moat around Chris Jones and kept him I've, under rats wraps the whole time. It, it it's amazing. I've I've heard. I'm sure it's false, but I've always heard a great story about. Uh, Chris Jones, like being held captive, basically not being able to go visit Ole Miss or something like that. But anyway, I'm sure half that's hearsay, half of it's partially true. But I love stories like that. That's what makes recruiting fun, you know? Yeah, there was a kid out of Provine, Tommy Kelly, I think it was. And they just completely put him in a Ramada Inn for like two weeks before signing day and Ole Miss couldn't find him. Exactly. I mean, I love that. I have no idea if that's true or not. I don't know who Tommy Kelly is, but I love those, those drama filled stories or, I mean, I remember sitting in accounting class at Ole Miss and uh, the day, you know, AJ Brown committed and we were all sitting there like uh, sitting in class, watching him commit on our laptop. We were probably supposed to be studying or something, but I had the live stream up from Startville high and I mean, that that was awesome. That was like one of the coolest things ever. And then he came out and said that, you know, quote unquote, Mississippi State didn't recruit me very hard or didn't make me feel like I was wanted and all that stuff just to add fuel to the fire. That's not true, but he just mm. said it to, to, you know, add fuel to the fire, be probably be petty. And I love that. But that's what that that's what that rivalry is. That's what the Egg Bowl rivalry is, is a level of pettiness within the state that probably people don't feel elsewhere. I mean, you have the Red River rivalry with Texas and Oklahoma. They probably don't have that level of maybe pettiness, uh, you know, going back and forth, battling for maybe the best-case scenario, the third spot in the SEC West most years. Uh, but that's what I come to love about this rivalry, and uh, I'm kind of missing it. That's I guess, is where I'm going with this, a long-winded way of saying I miss it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about basketball in one place. Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. They also have a Locked On Women's College Basketball, by the way. Coach O doing some work at the moment. Um, Pratt, thank you very much for stopping by. I look forward to it. We'll get back to the normal schedule next week. Sure thing, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good one, bud. See you. Bye.